Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This morning, locked out, Victoria slams shut its border to South Australia as the state enters its second day of lockdown. Encouraging results, Australia's primary vaccine candidate posts positive findings, including protection for the elderly. Years from answers, the fallout from the SAS war crimes report set to drag on. And Christmas shutdown, the Coles distribution centre closed over the holiday season. Will it affect supply? This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. Victoria's border is now closed to South Australia as the state takes drastic action to stop Adelaide's cluster spreading there. But health authorities fear it may have already infiltrated Victoria with traces of the virus found in wastewater from two regional towns. There are suggestions COVID could have been carried by a truck driver. Truck drivers uh, will be tested, all of them coming from South Australia, and we believe that's an appropriate response. A permit system will replace the border ban from Saturday night. New South Wales remains the only state conditionally open to South Australia. Queensland's borders are closed to those coming from Adelaide. South Australia's COVID fight back is now in full swing with the state entering its second day of lockdown. No new cases were recorded yesterday, but contact traces are still tracking down thousands of people who may pose a risk. We need to stay at home to isolate the virus, to break the chain of transmissions and to contain this new cluster. Adelaide's Parafield cluster now stands at 22 cases, with three people in hospital in a stable condition and 17 further suspected infections. The plan for this year's Sydney New Year's Eve fireworks has been unveiled. There will be just one seven-minute display at midnight with the 9pm show scrapped. Up to 3,000 people will be able to attend with a rule change for outdoor events, but you'll need a pass. Only those with permits will be allowed into the CBD and the key vantage points will be reserved for 5,000 frontline heroes. Other rules have also been eased across New South Wales following a 12-day run of zero local infections. In the next fortnight, 300 people will be allowed at funerals, up to 500 at outdoor religious services and 30 for outdoor choirs in time for Christmas carols. The Oxford University COVID vaccine has been found to produce a strong immune response in those aged in their 60s and 70s. Early results from phase three trials are expected within weeks, but it's hoped it will help protect those most at risk from the virus. 30 million doses of the treatment are being manufactured in Melbourne, with another 3.8 million doses being delivered from the UK next year. Meantime, early results from a Monash University drug trial has seen success in the treatment of critically ill COVID patients. 
It could take years before any charges are brought against Australian soldiers accused of war crimes in Afghanistan, following damning new findings. Seven News political reporter Olivia Leeming is in Canberra with the details. Good morning, Olivia. What happens now? Good morning, Jody. Well, the Inspector General has recommended 19 soldiers be investigated by police for serious crimes, though it, it could take several years for that process to be carried out. The Special Investigator's Office that's been created to prosecute the allegations will have to start from scratch, re-interview all of the relevant witnesses, either here or those in Afghanistan. Then the Director of Public Prosecutions has to decide if there's a reasonable chance of conviction with the Attorney General to make the final call on whether to proceed. Seed. The inquiry looked at the actions of Special Forces soldiers in Afghanistan from 2005 to 2016, finding 39 Afghan civilians or prisoners were killed where they posed no threat. Junior soldiers allegedly forced to shoot unarmed prisoners by their superiors in an act known as blooding. Here's the Chief of the Defence Force. On behalf of the Australian Defence Force, I sincerely and unreservedly apologise. Rules were broken, stories concocted, lies told and prisoners killed. He's agreed to adopt all of the Inspector-General's recommendations to drive change and ensure this never happens again, but emphasising it was a small minority of soldiers involved, the majority served with honour. Jody, Important to remember. OK, thanks, Olivia. After spending three nights under police guard in hospital, Louie Seiko has been charged with the murder of Melbourne woman Celeste Mano. The 35-year-old was expected to face Melbourne Magistrates Court via video link, but technical issues meant he did not appear during the brief late-night hearing. Celeste's heartbroken family accused him of stalking her on social media for months after they met at work. Seiko has been placed on remand until April while police gather evidence. Coles biggest distribution centre has been temporarily shut down after hundreds of workers went on strike over a plan to go automated. The Smeaton Grange Centre will be closed for three months. Unions claim it will impact Christmas supply, but Coles has assured shoppers there will be no disruption over the holiday period. An inquest has found significant deficiencies within Victoria Police allowed James Gargasoulis to carry out Melbourne's devastating Burke Street attack. Six people died after being hit by his car as it tore down the strip in January 2017. There was no finding that the tragedy could have been prevented, but recommendations were made to ensure that it doesn't happen again. New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian has dumped her parliamentary secretary after she voted against the government's controversial koala bill. MP Catherine Cusack went rogue over the bill that has caused chaos within the coalition for months. As a result, the Premier dumped her, issuing a statement late last night saying a new policy will be developed next year. There's good news for older Australians this morning with a review finding our retirement income system is effective and sustainable. The report found the three pillars of the retirement income system, age pension, compulsory superannuation and voluntary savings, provide effective support to retirees. It's the first time the entire system has been reviewed since compulsory super was introduced 27 years ago. 
Staff at a major Western Sydney hospital have taken strike action over patient concerns and working conditions. More than 100 nurses and midwives have walked off the job at Blacktown Hospital for the next 24 hours. The public is being assured patients can still receive care at the hospital with enough staff for the departments to continue functioning. Queensland school leavers are being warned not to hold any unauthorised parties with schoolies events cancelled due to COVID. Students are celebrating after the class of 2020 finished their final year, but traditional schoolies events on the Gold Coast aren't going ahead. Mayor Tom Tate says students who are planning to spend time on the Gold Coast need to follow social distancing rules. We've long been the lucky country, but global events like COVID and climate change have made it clear Australia also needs to be a smart country, something highlighted at a Sydney tech expo designed to showcase and attract our best and brightest. 100 years ago, this was the engine workshop for Sydney trains. It's an innovation powerhouse where deep tech companies work to improve many aspects of our lives. Uh, food, health and wellbeing, agriculture, sustainability, energy, renewables. Calamino's thermal human detectors sense when something goes wrong and summon help in five seconds. We work in aged care facilities and we can do real-time fall detection for the elderly without invading privacy. COVID gave the team a new idea, face sensors, to detect fever in less than one second. So we put these at, uh, inside spaces in people's buildings um, and we can start to you know, protect people from those who may be unwell. Invertigro is building portable farms to grow vegetables literally anywhere, underground, in, in car parks uh, or in warehouses to go vertically as high as you like. No chemicals, less water and healthier greens. We can convert what might have been manufacturing facilities of the past to food factories of the future. So I think it's a, it's a great thing for jobs. These companies say that rather than taking away jobs, new technologies like robotics can change many existing jobs to be safer and more efficient and help create whole new industries. And they're hiring. It's an incredible opportunity for people of all ages to think about how they can be part of, you know, solving the world's most pressing problems. Gemma Acton, 7 News. There's been a huge spike in the number of Australian women rushing to IVF clinics to freeze their eggs. For many, lockdowns and social distancing have hindered their chances of finding a partner and they need to plan for the future. Talitha Matusik beat impossible odds to conceive tiny Evelyn. The 22-year-old is entering early menopause. She's running out of eggs and wants to freeze what's left in the hope of giving her baby a sibling. They always say you don't really need to worry about fertility until you're 35, um, but I don't think there's enough awareness out there. This year, the pandemic has hampered women's efforts to find Mr Right, and many aged in their 30s are flocking to IVF clinics. They're coming in and freezing their eggs. For the future so we have seen an enormous increase up to about 68 percent over this time last year. Egg freezing is costly. Here it's around five thousand dollars per retrieval and involves daily injections and surgery. Would-be mothers aren't deterred. Instead of travelling overseas or on their holidays women are, are freezing their eggs. They can be kept frozen in time for years while women search for a partner. Thousands of microscopic eggs are stored in this room at minus 196 degrees Celsius in tanks that are monitored around the clock. They're later warmed, fertilised and if an embryo forms successfully, it's implanted. We say to women around 34, if they t freeze about 
20 eggs, their pregnancy rate is around 80 to 85%. Technology that could spare some the pain of infertility. Jackie Quist, 7 News. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Tens of thousands of residents in Central America have been left homeless following floods caused by Hurricane Iota. The Category 4 system brought torrential rain which wreaked havoc in Honduras. Many properties and vehicles currently remain submerged in the floodwaters. The area had been recovering from the passing of Hurricane Ita just days earlier. Apple has reached a $150 million settlement over iPhone battery allegations. 33 US states claim that the tech giant purposely slowed down older iPhones to get users to purchase new devices. Court filings suggest millions were affected when models of the iPhone 6, 7 and SE were quietly updated and shut down unexpectedly. Apple denies any wrongdoing. Japanese space explorer Hayabusa 2 is set to complete its six-year mission, releasing a capsule into the Australian desert. The spacecraft has travelled five billion kilometres to collect samples of a four-billion-year-old asteroid. The capsule will land in the Woomera Test Range in South Australia. Checking finance now, the Dow Jones is currently down by about 100 points. The Nasdaq is higher. In London, the FTSE fell and Germany's DAX is also down. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed lower. Hong Kong's Hang Seng fell. The All Lords finished the day slightly higher and the ASX 200 also rose. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,861 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 41 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 72.73 US cents, 75 Japanese yen and a $1.05 New Zealand. COVID has been dire for global entertainers, but a major international act is in store for Australia. Guns N' Roses will head to Perth with the newly renovated Optus Stadium playing host. The original American rockers Axl Rose, Slash and Duff McKagan will head down under on the 24th of November next year. It is a long way off, but you've got to have patience. Donald Trump has had a minor election win, with election officials agreeing to recount some ballots. US correspondent Tim Lester is in Washington for us this morning. Good morning, Tim. He's paid three million US dollars for the recount. 
Yes, this is a costly effort, Jody, but it's important, it's uh, in the eyes of the President, that they try to get some sort of a win uh, to back up the claims of widespread voter fraud. This relates to the northern state of Wisconsin and just a few counties in that state where they hope uh, that if this recount goes their way, they're able to drum up enough votes to change the result there and ultimately in the state. It is a glimpse, though, of far broader claims being made by the President attorney here in Washington in the last few hours. He claims that hundreds of thousands of votes were turned from the president to Joe Biden across the six key swing states in the US presidential election on November 3rd, enough to swing the whole presidential election to the Democrats. Now, he says in terms of evidence that that uh, goes to people that he will not name publicly because he doesn't want to expose them to harassment. So, short on evidence for now, though high on hyperbole, uh, Rudy Giuliani has also said that he believes a jury would find that the directions from this came right from the top of the Democrat Party, essentially from Joe Biden. And what emerged very quickly is is it's not a singular voter fraud in one state. This pattern repeats itself in a number of states. Almost exactly the same pattern. For this incongruous, uh, many, many Americans, I think, believe watching this because from the White House here, the president has been tweeting very much about voter fraud as this country's COVID death toll passed yesterday, a quarter of a million people. The winter set, setting uh, back in and the uh, virus exacting a larger toll. Indeed, New York, the first of America's major cities to be hard hit by the pandemic, has had to announce a closure of all public schools in the last day as America battens down and the pandemic worsens here. Jody. OK, Tim Lester at the White House, thank you. In sport, master coach Wayne Bennett is no certainty to guide the Maroons' state of origin defence in 2021, despite his stunning success this year. The Queensland Rugby League has ordered a wide-ranging review of its origin program, which could lead to the appointment of a full-time coach. It's understood the QRL has concerns over whether Bennett can juggle dual roles with the Rabbitohs and Maroons when the series returns to its regular mid-season time slot next year. Sydney FC has gone down 2-1 to Aaron Moy's Shanghai SIPG last night in the Asian Champions League. An early strike from youngster Trent Bahajas saw Sydney take the lead, but it was not enough with Shanghai capitalising, scoring two late goals. The A-League champions finished with 10 men after an injury time red card to goalkeeper Tom Heward-Bell, forcing Socceroo Ryan Grant to don the gloves for the final moments. Sydney FC will face Korean champions John Book Hyundai Motors on Wednesday. The 135-kilo wrecking ball known as Tongan Thor is back in the Wallabies starting side for Saturday's, Saturday night's Tri-Nations test against Argentina in Newcastle. Taniela Tupu returns along with fellow prop Scott Seo and flanker Ned Hannigan for what shapes as a fierce battle against a team that's riding high after upsetting the All Blacks. We need to take another step up now. Uh, well aware of you know, how good Argentina were last week. The Wallabies must win to keep their Tri-Nations hopes alive. 
Taking a look at the weather around the country now, cloud clearing in Brisbane today, a high of 29 degrees, mostly sunny for Sydney, also 29, 32 and sunny in Canberra, partly cloudy in Hobart and Melbourne, Adelaide 31, hot with patchy cloud, mostly sunny and 26 degrees in Perth, Darwin will be sunny with a top of 35 degrees. And that's 7 Early News for this Friday the 20th of November 2020.